Thought Bubble Audio. Up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who <laughs> are I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one, because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my friend who's blind, Frank. How are you today? I don't see how that's relevant. <laughs> good puns, good puns. But you're not really blind, Frank. You just no. pretend and trick all your friends. Uh, like yeah, a, it's a great party trick. Like a like a terrible person. Yeah, <laughs> like a terrible person. Yes, like for a instance. terrible person. A little, a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Exactly. Exactly. All right, man. We're drinking some beer. I'm sure you're drinking some beer. Yeah, I am drinking yeah. some beer. Yeah, that's fantastic. What are you drinking? Well, as you can see, it is a Harpoon Duncan Coffee Porter. Ah, they're so good, right? Isn't it so good? Yeah. So, so I'm not sure. Again, I, I I feel like Harpoon is pretty regional, but is expanding its reach uh, out, outside of New England. But in, in case you're not familiar, Harpoon is is a big Boston brewery, Boston and, and Vermont, actually. And they have partnered with Dunkin' Donuts, or actually just Dunkin' now, uh, mm-hmm. to make this Dunkin' Coffee Porter. And it is so good. It's, it is a, like, classic, classic, porter and and harpoon already makes a really good porter and they they made a coffee porter with duncan coffee and it's delicious and i love it legitimately might be the best coffee porter i've ever had Ooh, nice that's awesome yeah because i'm not i don't love coffee porters like either i can't taste the coffee enough or it doesn't taste like coffee at all you know like i can't Mm. figure it out but this one is like the perfect blend of the coffee and the beer I would I would uh, recommend to you if you like if you like a coffee porter a good coffee mm-hmm. uh, well this is actually a stout but um, Founders Brewing has a really good breakfast stout okay it's so good it's got like two different kinds of coffee a little bit of chocolate and oatmeal in it oh okay it's amazing that's why it's called breakfast stout it's incredible and it's one of those beers that you will really want to like it's it's frothy and it's heavy but like if you drink it in the morning like at brunch or something it you will feel full like it, it is it is a it's it's just like when you go to somewhere in ireland and they have like guinness on tap like for breakfast yep. you could drink this for breakfast it is a hearty hearty beer but so good wow so i am I on board for that recommend the founders uh breakfast stout if you like coffee beers but what are you drinking definitely. tonight I am drinking the very opposite of a thing that you just described. I am drinking Omission Brewing Company's Ultimate Light Golden Ale. Nice. I do love that beer. I really do. Yeah, I so this is not their or this is not the original recipe Omission. Right. Um this is their Ultimate Light Golden Ale. So it's like their light beer version okay. of their ultra light beer. 
Um, and so, but I have to be gluten free for a little while, Frank. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. omission is right up my alley. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's it's great. I, I, to be fair, I haven't actually now that you, you spell it out. I haven't had the 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 light one, the light golden ale, but I've had their other beers, uh, a few of them. Uh, I've bought a few four packs of them, and they're really really good for gluten free beer. You would have no idea it's gluten free. You would have no idea. None really. I and I I really. It's great. I I really, I, yeah, I really like it. I mean, it's definitely light. I mean, when when you emphasize the light of the light beer, but I, I it has a better taste than most light beers yeah. that I've come across. Huh. It still tastes like beer. You know, it's not that point yeah. where like this is just water or right, this right. tastes like foul or stale or you know like some one of some sometimes that happens with some with beers we won't name. Uh, but omission is is really good, and I, I'm very impressed. And I was actually in I was in the liquor store this evening before before coming home um, because I knew this is what I I wanted to drink, and I was not having a panic attack, but I was like I couldn't find it, and I was like No, why can't I find it? Right. This is terrible. Oh, there it is. Great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so drink it cold, drink it warm. It's good either way. So I am, I'm pumped with my omission. Real good, real, yeah, real man. good. Yeah, you know what else I'm pumped about, Frank? Mm-hmm. The fact that we can talk about Daredevil season three together at long last. At the long lasting, yes, indeed. Because Frank, correct me if I'm wrong. You liked season one. Yes. You didn't care for season two. Correct. But you loved season three. Loved it so much, Tim. I was such a big fan of this season. Tell me why you were such a fan of this season. Because I like all three. One is magnificent. It's a masterwork. Uh, Two, I think, is good. I'm one of those people. I also like Iron Man 2. You can get over it. Um and then three, I think, was majestic, mm-hmm. majestical. If I was to quote, you know, a Taika Waititi film, sure, it's a it's an excellent, excellent piece of production. Tell me why you liked it so much. For me, season one was very good. Season two was not my cup of tea, and season three was like masterpiece, beautiful, wonderful work of art. A uh, couple reasons. I really, really, really loved seeing like what felt like finally Fisk finally being the kingpin, like being the kingpin. Yeah, man. Spoilers from this point onward. Yes. They call him the kingpin. That's his code name. They actually called him the kingpin. As we talked about on a previous episode, he was wearing the white suit. But like the masterful machinations, you know, that it took for him to, he was in prison, but was still, not only was he still calling the shots, but he was like, live in large and call in the shots we've seen stories before where someone is like in prison and like from 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 the inside of the jail they're still you know heading up their mob family or whatever but this was a whole different thing where he was like living in his penthouse apartment even though he was quote unquote in prison yep. and he was calling all the shots like a badass like wilson fisk like it was full-on full-on kingpin which i loved that was really really cool it's true. And I felt like he was the kingpin even in season one. Like I, I we walked away from that season and I was like, Man, 
the Kingpin was great. Fisk was the best. But then by the time you get here, you're like, oh my god, what was season one? That was like, training I, wheels compared to the, this. I know. It, it's just the I think the payoff of this season from start to finish. You know, that's what that's what made season one very good. You know, right? Like everything had a payoff. But this season, this season kind of took that to the next degree where they were able to wrap back so many things that were of incredible importance to the characters. They made them important to then the audience. And I really appreciated the, like the forethought that went into that went into everything, even something as simple as say, like at the end of the defenders say, you know, Matt gets hurt and so his costume is pretty much in ruins, right? So he has to go back to the black costume, you know, his original. But also, he has no interest in being that version of right. Daredevil anymore because that version's maybe slightly more of a hero, and he's not interested in being a hero. He wants revenge. It's you know, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. Uh it's a little bit of a different turn. And so now he's in all black in this depressive state. He's like down in this hole, you know, hit the, the blackness of his own soul. Fisk, meanwhile, is all white suits, right? We get a look at his closet and it's all white. He is at, is in his own mind, the shining knight that has come to save people and everyone, even though he knows he's not like, doing good things like mm-hmm. you know what i mean he's well aware of his own machinations and what they do to people and everything like that he's not fooling himself mm-hmm. but by dressing in this this whiteness that it's like i've cleansed myself of what i was before and i'm becoming the kingpin baby yeah but i've still got this black shirt on to show that i'm still dead inside yeah and I'm black. that's right to his core, at his to core, his, he's dead. At his core, exactly. Underneath yeah. all the sheen, he's still dead yep. inside. But then you have Dex, oh. who is dressing up in the Daredevil suit because he is he is not only tricked by the man in white, the devil himself, basically, in the kingpin, but then he is to be the devil, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this devil to others, this massacre of new york city and then you know and to and so not only is he like framing daredevil by wearing the suit but he's also very symbolically the devil has come yes and yeah and it like all of that is just it's so well laid out from start to finish along with referencing a lot of comic book material whether you what or read it or not so like Daredevil uh, Bullseye's first appearance really is as Daredevil being like being hired by Wilson Fisk to frame Daredevil okay. and so it's like straight out of comicdom you know like boom here he is um it's so cool it was just so well plotted from start to finish that's really cool to to know i didn't really realize that so i love knowing that well, I'm here for you that way, Frank. I'm here for you. Thank you. Thank what you I think what, what I what I also really love speaking of while staying with the the Fisk realm of things, I and I guess in Dex, I'll do that bit first. Dex's origin episode was yeah. great. Amazing. Not only was not only was it a a 
flesh out well-constructed origin that made me just want to know more and more and more even though it was telling me things i was like but give me more information yeah yeah i just want to know everything really really well done i love the way it was filmed with wilson being there the whole time you could see like the wheels turning almost like how am i going to get this guy on my side what am i going to what am i going to do it's basically you know the emperor and anakin but done way better mhm mhm yeah really really masterfully done oh yeah it would almost be like so you know that scene in revenge of the sith where anakin is talking to yoda and they're meditating and he was like you know they're in pain and i'm having you know, these dreams and all of this stuff, it would be like knowing that the Emperor had a video camera, like, and watched that information, mm-hmm. right? And yes. then, like, used it against it. It was, like, missing that component. Mm-hmm. And, like, and that's what this, that's what season three of Daredevil it's was so able to, to, give, to give us, which was so, so cool. But then I really loved Wilson really letting in, um, Victoria? No. What's her name? Uh, Vanessa. Vanessa. Uh, Vanessa into his world. Yeah. You know, and like that was when they, that was surprising but and great. It was surprisingly surprisingly great. Uh, and but like when they're watching everybody in his like his little secret den kind of thing that he has with all his video cameras, and she's like, "Wouldn't it be better if you tied up the loose ends?" Yeah, Isn't that what they are. And I'm like, "Oh, you're so evil!" Like I knew it about you. But you just confirmed it. And man, it's just so good. Like, I want to watch it again. So good. So good. So good. Yeah. I, I, oh, that was uh, that was unexpected that she would be that way. Um, and, and I and I, I loved it. I, I it was surprising. And and I, you know, this season was was great in ways that um, I, I can't fully explain like it's not necessarily consistent for me to enjoy something like this because i'm not really an anti-hero guy and i'm not really um necessarily into these types of stories and that's why daredevil as a character doesn't always appeal to me or, or i'm sort of hit or miss with him um doesn't always get the bullseye but uh yeah. but i really enjoyed this and and talking about that dex episode in particular um, I didn't care for Punisher. I never really have cared for the character of Punisher. And I have no particular attachment to Bullseye. You know, my only real exposure to this character before now is Colin Farrell. <laughs> in the, in well, no wonder you don't care for him. Right. Um, yeah. But but I put that aside, and I really love that origin story of Dex. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, was that a great episode. And, and I think I told you this. I had forgotten that this was Bullseye. Oh, yeah, you did tell me that. That's right. So the first couple episodes, they were like, all right, here's Agent Point Dexter and Dex and Dex. And Dex. I was like, okay, here's this Dex guy. And they're showing his backstory. And I was like, oh, okay, he had a troubled past. And then he threw that baseball at his oh, coach. Yeah. And that's when it clicked. I was like, oh, right, he's bullseye. I forgot. <laughs> like, I knew. I knew in the back of my mind. I just had forgotten about it. Um, and I want to actually give a shout out uh, also to a friend a friend of mine, Michal, wrote this really great piece for Hypable um, about, you know, Bullseye um, throughout this season. And she kind of breaks down she, Daredevil season three, breaking down the brilliance of Bullseye is what the piece is called. I'd recommend everyone read it. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, it's a really great 
piece of writing and she's a great writer and she's been a friend um for for years she's been reviewing tv and and has amazing insights and i really really agree with what she has to say about you know how how this really great character piece on bullseye and how how you know showing the the um motivations of a villain in this way was so powerful and so you know what a great piece of of art they created out of this and and for my in my opinion it made for the best season of this show ever Yep, I mean, we've seen the character four times, right? You know, three seasons of Daredevil and one of the Defenders, and this is, I think, definitely his best outing. Yep. Start to finish. Because Matt can sometimes get to be a frustrating character because you're like, oh, my God, just trust people. Just, like, calm down. Right. Like, you fool. But this season did a really nice job, I think, at building him back up again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As sometimes it's better to watch somebody a character build themselves up than break themselves down. Um, you know, and we kind of season one you watched Matt build himself up. To season two and Dare in season two and Defenders, you kind of watched him kind of crumble a little bit. Yeah, and he's at the lowest of his low here, and then build himself back. Right, was pretty pretty awesome. Um, you know, a lot of I th- his relationship with Sister Maggie slash mom, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and then um a deeper relationship with Father Lantum, you know, I I think to me really sold this season from that aspect because it wasn't just you know the it wasn't just the Foggy and Karen side of things being like, oh Matt, we don't understand you. You know we're gonna trust you and be on your side, but we don't understand you. But then you have like maybe wisdom and experience coming at him from the other side too, which was a new dynamic to see Matt grow as a person. I really yep. enjoyed that. I didn't, you know, it was that was a bit of a slow start for me. I'll be honest that 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 whole thing at the beginning of the season where he was like, oh Matt Murdock's dead. Um, that I don't have a lot of patience for. I, I feel like I've seen that story a lot. So I, I, at first, I was sort of like, not one of these. But um, but I I'd say about three, two, three episodes in, uh, when I kind of saw what it was all for and where we were going with it, I, I I was good with it at that point. That makes sense. I mean, most of this, um, I mean, a good chunk of this season is based on Frank Miller's Born Again. Art. That I had heard. Yep. You know, so um. Maybe sometimes like you just like I, I just take things for granted sometimes like, oh, yeah, it's born, you know, it's born again. So we're going to get to this point eventually or we're right. going to get to this point or this point or this point. So I'm not I'm not really sure. What do you think about everybody kind of wrapping up at the end? Like we're all in like a hey, friends again, high fives all around. Like how, what do you how do you feel about that ending? Do you feel that was natural for them to just like all like come back together again? Not really natural. It was a little contrived, and yet I still I'm still okay with it. I'm like, yeah, that's that's all right. Like they, they didn't they did it in kind of a clumsy way, but going into season four, um, I'll be glad to have the gang back together again. So I wish they had done it in a more artful way, but I'll kind of put it behind me. And when we get to season four, I'll forget all about it. Yep, that's exactly how that's exactly how I felt too. Like I was glad to see them all like laughing and chatting, and we're gonna like be these friends again and whatever else. And then, but then at the same time, I was like, but you know, like Karen getting fired, like she could have got her job back because she was right, and right. Foggy is just being Foggy, 
but he could have still had his high paying job and like all this stuff. But it's almost like they need those characters needed to go off and do something different to realize they all needed one another. Yeah. Like the band getting back together again. We all tried solo albums and it wasn't as fun. So let's <laughs> and, now, and now we're back. <laughs> we all tried solo albums. Oh, my God. That's such a great that thought of like what would Foggy Nelson's like solo album be like? <laughs> Um, acoustic alternative, um, <laughs> the alternative DA. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed actually that little alternative DA storyline. I really yeah. enjoyed that because it showed Poggy, Foggy to be like a really passionate about a cause. Right? Yeah. It wasn't just like yeah. I'm in it for the money or whatever, or I'm here to complain about Matt Murdock or whatever. You know, like he had a real drive this season. So his care, his growth as a character is pretty great, and Karen's. Karen's episode was holy crap was awesome I didn't realize I cared that much about Karen until that episode and I was like wow why do I I really care like I care about this character I I care about this character hey quick Karen about Karen I I did uh I had a similar I had a similar experience where I, I found myself in this season like feeling like they were giving her more to work with and then when that episode came, like that just obviously everything, everything changed. And from that moment on, I was really, really invested in her. And yeah, I was more invested in Foggy, too, because for both of them, really, they had their own interests. They had their own stories, you know, in this season. They they weren't just there as props for Matt. They weren't just there as supporting characters for Matt. They were their own characters. And exactly. um, I really, really liked where they where they went with both of them. And yeah, Foggy, Foggy, I think... Um, maybe had the most growth to do because even mm-hmm. in season two, we saw a reporter Karen. Um, so true. she had That's something true. of her own life where foggy kind of didn't, but now he's got, you know, he's, he's a successful lawyer. He was, he ran for DA. He, he stood up for what he believed in and really made a name for himself and really like, you know, uh, found himself in a lot of ways. He's, he's, he's got the girlfriend. Like he's got all of that. He's got his own life. And and he's a fully fleshed out character now where he wasn't really before. Yep, I completely agree with you. Speaking of fleshed out characters, what did you think of Agent Ray Nadim? I really liked Nadim. Me I, too. That first episode, I was like, meh. And then after that, I was like, wow, this guy is great. Yeah, he was. He was a flawed but good man. Exactly. You know, he was a good guy at his core, but had major flaws and he allowed some terrible things to happen because he but but you know for because he thought he was protecting his family because he thought he was backed up against the corner and hadn't had no choice atrocities happened on his watch and he could have and should have said something but they constructed the story in such a way that it's like you can almost understand how he felt powerless how he felt helpless how he was backed in this corner and felt like there was nothing else he could do and he he let awful things happen because he felt like that was there was no choice yeah yep i completely agree and i was on his side from start to finish even like decisions that he made where you sometimes you'd you'd almost want to be like oh no but but then i was like nope that's the right call you're doing the right thing like even like trusting or not trusting people you're as well like i was just man for the most part, I mean, when when he knew they were going to go shoot up the church, that was a different thing. Sure, but right, you're not. But like, but he, he felt was, like he had no choice, you know. But I think he he was such a relatable person. I think where you know, like yeah, where everybody that's a good else, way of like, putting that, yeah, yeah. 
everybody else, even Foggy and Karen in some ways aren't really relatable because they've been through stuff that you've never been through. Mm -hmm. But he is like going through it for the first time. You know, like how would you actually react? That's probably probably close to it. How would you you react? That's what it is. He's like a proxy for the audience where it's like, what if you were you who, you know, presumably everyone thinks they're a pretty good person. You who consider yourself a good person. What if you got pulled into this mess? How would you handle it? Yep, and that's exactly and that's exactly how he was written. It was, it was really, really well thought out. Um, what do you think of the the fights and all of that? You know, the actual action oriented stuff. I don't have much to say on that. I'm not much of a fight choreography guy. I feel like I'm blind to that. You you always have opinions on oh this is really good fight choreography. Or this was bad. I liked that it wasn't all ninjas this time because that stuff is just sort of like I can't watch that for too long. Um, not big like kung fu movie guy, you know. Like I'm not a big like f- like action like like fighting movie martial arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't it's not a, an art that I really know how to appreciate. Um, I don't know how to put that. It's a good like, way. It's a good. It's a good way of putting I, it. I, I just don't know, know how what to good, appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So so it doesn't mean that I don't. I think it's bad. It's just that I don't have a taste for what's good and what's not. So so I don't have much to say on that. I just was. I liked that it like I liked that it like the 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 decks on Daredevil uh, stuff was was really cool because that was sort of like seeing you know Bullseye is an interesting interest has an interesting fighting style so that was cool for me but outside yeah. of that I don't really have much to say on that but what did you think well the to talk about the decks bull um, Daredevil the main two the big two two uh, two two <laughs> the <laughs> two fights those first two fights you know the one in the the um, Daily Bugle stand in you know the Daily yeah. Bulletin. Yeah. And then the um and then the fight in the church. So the fight in the church you saw in Daredevil the movie, right? That's a the famous fight between the two of them in in comics. And then the fight in the office. I loved the choreography for Dex because anything was a weapon, right? And it wasn't specialized, right? You know, like we saw his little ninja throwing stars in the safe and all that kind of stuff. Like if you opened it up, like the Daredevil, uh, the bullseye signature stuff, but it was like staplers and pencils. And like when, when, if you did that with somebody, like even if you weren't fighting them, what a great way to stop somebody. Cause you're <laughs> yeah. like, stop, 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 get it, stop it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's, it's like almost like annoying. You're like, get stop it, stop throwing things. But <laughs> he's also, but he's also right. But he's all like throwing like scissors and this and this and this, and he's aiming for things that could do some real damage. Like throwing a stapler at your jugular is gonna hurt. Stop right? stapling yourself. Stop stapling yourself. Yeah. So I loved, you know. Matt learning from his first experience to be like, I have to fight him close, which actually works to Matt's strength as a like learned boxer. Yeah. Right? You know, like he should be staying close to him. And so I loved that progression where it's like it's not like a, I gotta fight him again, but there was a real thought to how I need to fight him again. I really enjoyed that. And then the prison kind of breakout fight thing was just extraordinarily well thought out. Oh, boy, yeah. From start to finish, just like where the camera moved and where people went and how it followed the action was just really, really remarkable. They really outdo themselves every season. You know, thinking that it basically, this type of fighting basically started with somebody I mean, like, oh, we should all fight in the hallway and we'll move back between different rooms and then we'll just keep watching it happen like that. And now they're like, ah, now we have to make it bigger. But they just 
they do such a good job at making it bigger. And I just, you can't. Daredevil is a show that you don't want to be looking at your phone while watching it. Yes, that's very true. It is a it is a single focus unitasker show. You can't you can't be looking at multiple screens. It's a single screen show. Yep, it's a single which is a a really high compliment for shows these days because you can almost I I watch a lot of shows that I could definitely be doing some of the things at the same time and get the gist and I'm fine. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean this is like. You know, they talk about peak TV. They talk about prestige dramas. This is up there with any other, you know, HBO or Netflix or any other like high prestige, high quality drama. This is definitely on par, especially this season of of Daredevil season three. To me, like I had the same feeling watching each episode as I did watching an episode of Game of Thrones. Don't talk to me. Don't disturb me. Nothing is in my line of sight except what I'm watching right now because it is of the utmost importance because Mm -hmm. every single second, every frame is deliberate. And not that other shows really aren't deliberate in their framing. It's not to diss on other shows, but but it's it's the every single component from start to finish nothing is out of place it is exactly where it's supposed to be to propel the characters and the plot forward there's a two types of storytelling right there's character driven and there's plot driven but daredevil season three did a great job at blending both of those types of of storytelling together to propel us to a new level and of enjoyment and i man yeah totally agree yeah totally totally agree well, Frank, I think that was just a great place to end. Never mind, you know, anything else. What do you think about that? I think so. I think so. I think that's a good good ending place. Fantastic. Great season. Great. So you can find us on the internet at beerwithgeeks.com and thoughtbubbleaudio.com to check out all of our other Thought Bubble Audio shows. You can head over to patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio to support that's true. us. And you know what? Over on Patreon, our, our Patreon supporters... Uh, got an exclusive conversation between you and me about Daredevil season three that that's, where we talked about stuff that we're not even talking about here. That's true. And, I actually don't remember what we talked about in that conversation. So it was probably very different because it was actually pretty different. Yeah. You it was pretty done different. yet. I think when we had that conversation, I think I wasn't quite done yet. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, that was our, one of our cut for time that we do over on, on Patreon. So patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. You can get, that you can get you know first uh early episodes of beer with geeks before they're released um if you like this show if this is the only thought bubble audio show you listen to a buck a month is the same as a quarter per episode um so 25 cents if that feels like a fair you know uh, contribution for for uh, a little bit of uh, entertainment every week shoot that over to us at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio but where else can they find us they can also find us on iTunes to so leave us a nice handy dandy review and Spotify and all and Google Play and all the places podcasts can be found. You and then of course can email us at beerwithgeeks.com. You can find us on Twitter at beerwithgeeks and the Facebook at beerwithgeeks. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Frank, before we wrap up completely, I want to say Dex's obsession with that girl and the way all that played out. Yeah so masterfully creepy it was amazing that's kind of how i feel about you masterfully creepy love it (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, you know, at least I'm master. F- I'm I'm the master at something. That's I actually was gonna say like that's I've been stalking you that way, but but we'll go with masterfully creepy. Yeah. We'll go with- oh, yeah. sure. That was a backwards compliment. I understand now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, until next time. Cheers. cheers.